So you had asked me before we started recording, um, what was a, something that was so embarrassing to me that, you know, was just really fucking embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I was in seventh grade, uh, I, know, I think I said this in the podcast before, my mom used to send me to the Bronx for the summer, uh-huh. which was like my camp. Um, so who was, who was up there? Uh, my uncle owned the brownstone, and I would just hang out with my cousins. So, okay, you know, one was like a year younger than me, and the other one was like two years younger. Okay. So, in addition to my, it was a, I mean, I guess it was a weird situation. So they owned the brownstone, and my uncle lived on the first floor, and they had like a bedroom, and then like on the second floor, his ex-wife was there. Okay. And her mom, and on the third floor, they just rented out to somebody else. Okay. So. They, had, I guess, they had like a, new, a weird living arrangement where they were separated, but they still like lived in the same house for the children. Yeah. Um. You know, she, she was a nurse and he worked for MTA. He's now since retired. You know, and in the evenings he would go into the living room and I think I've said this, put on his jazz music and disappear into the night, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So, um, either way, uh, his mom, my cousin's mom, was worked as a nurse, but she also worked in a foster. Like a foster care? Okay. Like a foster home? Yeah. Or some sort of like, you know, halfway house for young uh, kids. So we all went on a trip to Action Park. What's Action Park? Action Park is a place in Jersey that is an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Um, they ha- actually have a, uh, I think they have a Netflix documentary about it. Oh, is that, was that one that was just so dangerous? Yeah, it had like an alpine slide and people yeah. would just like, squirt. so you would take like a, a ski lift to the top of a mountain. And you would uh, basically get in like a go-kart, like a tiny cart. I don't even think it was a go-kart, but it was like a tiny like car. And you would just – and it had three lanes. And each lane like was like beginner or medium and like you know, intermediate. Yeah. And then you would go. So like I went on it. I, I was scared shit to go on a, the ski lift because I don't like – the thought of ski lifts freaks me out because what if I don't get off in time? And what's going to happen? Oh, okay. You know, I, will I die? Because <laughs> um, that was always a thought in my mind. So I went up, I did the thing, that, that was fine, everything was fine. But later on, I don't know, I had to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I run to the bathroom, but the bathroom is full. So I'm like, all right, well, I just, I'm just going to have to hold it. Uh, and then I couldn't hold it, so I just shit all over myself. <laughs> I just shit all over myself, and then like my... Because his mother is, like, mortified. She's like, what the fuck? What did you do? Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, you know, I, I'm not going to So she gave me my cousin's clothes to go change into. And then I made matters worse was basically, like, I didn't take off my sneakers prior to taking off my pants. And oh. they were, like, shocking white. So I got shit all over my sneakers. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I just... <laughs> And then I just put on those clothes. And the whole, like, two and a half hour ride back from Jersey, I just yeah. smelled like shit in the back of a van. <laughs> Shitty old me. I was, I was like, a moment in my life where... You just I, wanted yeah, to die? Oh, my God. And then it was funny because, like, my cousin's like, what's that smell? Like, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Must have, uh. Why did he think you were wearing his clothes? Oh, no. This was before. Like, this was, like, when it first happened. Oh, goes, okay. What's that smell? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, you were just gonna try to deny. Like, I don't it. know how I'm gonna get out of this one. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand the whole way home. Yeah, so that was a moment that yeah, I I I wanted to run away and never look back. Yeah. So how about you? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, your pants. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I don't think I have publicly. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I have publicly. I mean, I have I have when I was ill. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just yeah, yeah. Those aren't really. Those don't count. Right? Those don't count because you're ill and you're in your home, and it's just like oh, I got to clean the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know why I was thinking about embarrassment. I mean, I guess that's one thing I like about living in New York is like, I feel like you don't have to be as embarrassed a lot of the time as people in other places are where they sort of monitor themselves a lot more because here it's just sort of more straightforward. Like unless it's, unless it's pretty, I mean, actually it doesn't matter what people do. They're not going to apologize for it here. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I get a lot of like vicarious embarrassment. Like for other people. Yeah. Like, yo, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, which I guess means I'm monitoring them. Things like, I don't know, like I can't, I can't watch award shows. Why? Because the speeches just make me want to die. It's just so. Are there any like particular, because they're all pretty formulaic, right? So is there anything in, within that formula that you go, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just the it's when they are being sincere that it's terrible like i just i just can't handle it that they're really saying all those things in me oh in, in public yeah that people are being honest <laughs> i hate it i, I hate don't it. like it when people are being honest well i mean even even like on a on reality shows when people are genuine yeah. a lot of the time that makes me want to die like on drag race there's there's one drag queen Named Katya, full name Katya Zamolodichakova. Oh, yeah, who's because her her character is is Russian. <laughs> okay, she she is from Boston. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Katya. She's been on a couple of seasons now, but mm-hmm. the the first season she was dealing with like being sober and then being in this sort of like pressure cooker situation yeah. of of the reality show and just. I don't know. I, I remember this conversation she had with another drag queen, Miss Fame, where she was talking about, you know, just how, how hard it was and her panic attacks at night and everything. Yeah. And and I'm sure that was so validating for a lot of people to hear. But I was just like, oh, God, please don't please don't say what you really feel. It was so horrifying. What? <laughs> it was so horrifying. There, there's a lot of unpack there. So, um... <laughs> They're like they're filming you. They're <laughs> yeah. filming you. So, do you think? <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. So, because by them doing that, then you have to look at them as more human, and that they actually have problems, and now you have to like worry about them. Oh no, we all know that. <laughs> like every everybody knows that. Right. But I'm I'm not saying that people shouldn't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have been able to watch that conversation. Oh, okay. You know, Should there be um, a disclaimer at the? <laughs> <laughs> or just somebody needs to turn the TV off for me, like take the batteries out of my remote control. <laughs> just turn and, it off. Uh, just, just Karen, stop watching TV. <laughs> but you remember the scene in Extras, which is when he was in, and he when he finally had that like cathartic release. Uh, what's his name? Ricky uh, Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais, and he's like, I'm an idiot, and I'm an actor, and I could have been anything, but it's too hard. Yeah, and he just totally gets into it. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, totally. It's also fiction. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. No, I love Extras. Extras was this show on HBO, what, like 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, probably now. Where Ricky Gervais, before he lost the weight, so he was able to play a character that had a lot of chip on his shoulder, he 
he was trying to be an actor and he was was just an extra essentially but then the show would have he would be on the sets of these productions they would have really big names playing themselves like um patrick stewart clive owen clive owen one of them ben stiller yeah i think the first season he was just an extra right and then the second season he sold a sitcom right? oh right he sold a sitcom to the bbc and it was this really broad and sort totally, of Benny Hill, and almost. they mangled his his vision, and they made it a, like a terrible comedy with catchphrases and right. everything. And he was just, just kind of sold out. But he still was just his behavior was so terrible. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. He's a terrible Probably human being, like that in real life. I kind of think so. Yeah. I oh. Have we talked about this before? How we he have. was so beautiful. Oh, and the, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. When he was like his flock of seagulls haircut. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he looked like Bowie with a flock of seagulls haircut. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes get him, not that I get them confused, but like I can kind of put them, him and Simon Cowell. Oh. <laughs> like I just kind of like mesh their personalities together sometimes. Oh, wow. And I just to come away with like, those guys aren't really the best. Yeah. Uh, has there ever been any award show speech that you said, that was, that was amazing. Uh, okay, so, like, recently when Olivia Coleman won this year for Best Actress, I love Olivia Coleman. Who's Olivia Coleman? Olivia Coleman is this British actress, and she was in The Favorite. She played the Queen. She was also... <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were aware of that movie, The Favorite? I have no idea. My eyes were darting around. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. What the hell? Is it spelled with a U? Yeah. Oh. This <laughs> is British. No, it's, it's her and, uh... That, that boring red-haired girl who's in everything. She's not British. And then Rachel. Ron Howard's daughter? Who? Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, is it? Oh, she's not boring. Jessica Chastain? Oh, she's one of the ones I can't remember who she is ever. No, Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. Emma Stone <laughs> and then uh, Rachel Vice were a couple of courtiers who were vying for... The favor of the queen, played by Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you were still with me on that. Ah. Yeah. No, she's awesome. I I've seen her in in so much. She, oh oh, this is where you will know her from. In Fleabag, she's the stepmom. Oh, she's terrible human being. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, like, in but in real life, she's, she's that woman's awful. Yeah, she's she's just such a good actress. But she was in uh, that David Tennant show, Broadchurch. Oh, okay. And and she's great. But anyway, so her her acceptance speech at the Oscars this year was just very genuine and lovely and charming, and she was flustered, and it, it was great. It, it, it absolutely showed her personality. Mm-hmm. I still just was like, oh, everybody kept telling me you have to watch it because okay. they know I love Olivia Coleman, And then I was just like, okay, that makes me want to die. <laughs> great job, but I can't bear that. Do you remember, like, maybe, I don't know, I don't know how many years ago, but it was uh, the Ben Affleck? speech that oh. everyone like he started talking about his marriage when he was married to jennifer garner he was like marriage is hard marriage is tough oh. and like during his oscar acceptance yeah i think it's i forget what movie oh. it was for the, for the not the town but the one he did after i think and like people really were like crit- like being really critical like because yeah. he was talking about like his marriage with jennifer garner yeah, yeah. and uh, i just i just found that like really funny like you know he was probably drunk at the time i know he has a problem with alcohol man i tried to watch Speaking of Ben Affleck, I tried to watch Justice League. Oh, because I because yeah. I love Wonder Woman, right? Oh my God, who let Ben Affleck be Batman? But he's a great Batman. What is wrong with his face? What do you mean? That's his face. He just looks like he's been beaten with a bat. Well, he's supposed to be old. 
Oh my god, it's the most depressing thing I've ever but that, seen. Have you, that's Batman. He's depressing. Oh. He's a guy who lost his parents for crying out loud. Just bulky and droopy. And bulky and, and sulky. That's what that's, that's <laughs> a tagline. I mean, I did think it was funny where somebody asked him what his superpower was and he just said, I'm rich. Yeah. No, nah, that movie's garbage. I passed out so hard. I passed out so hard that I like woke up five hours later. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a soporific. <laughs> yeah. No, that movie. That movie is. Uh, well, that movie is terrible. Well, because they just kept. They kept starting. They. It was like they kept teasing each person who was going to be in it. And, right. Like I get it. There's going to be a lot of people in it. Yeah. Where's Calcado? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. She's there. What was she doing? She couldn't save that movie. No superhero can save that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but there's supposed to be a Wonder Woman 2, right? Yeah, no, one, yeah, it's coming out in 2020. Uh, it's called Wonder Woman 1984, and I'm not going to tell you what year it takes place in. <laughs> <laughs> Is it about George Orwell? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about George Orwell. Oh, that would be funny if they if they had Orwellian elements in it. I kind of want to kill myself for saying Orwellian elements. <laughs> We're talking about embarrassment, so now I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, Alexis lifting. Don't talk about Orwell. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's supposed to take place in 1984, and what's her name is in it? Kristen Wiig. Oh. She's playing, uh, what's her face? The bad lady, the villainess, who is, I forgot who was, not, oh my god, well, she's like a cat person. <laughs> she's a cat person? Yeah, not cat woman, but cat. Cat burglar? No. Oh, that's gonna bother. Cheetah. Cheetah burglar. <laughs> Isn't that she related to the hamburger? Yeah, she just steals Cheetos. <laughs> you know it's her because her fingertips are always red, right? Or orange. She just leaves a stain everywhere. <laughs> well, do you love award speeches? I don't watch award shows. Yeah, I, I I can't bring myself to like. It's so weird that to watch all these people sitting in one place and they really don't look like they want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the other part of it that drives me insane is the red carpet thing. Yep. Um, where, like, it's just, like, who, you know, not only, like, the what you're wearing, but also the whole pageantry of the thing of, like, who they're with, who'd you bring? Oh, I brought this person. Oh, I brought my mother. Oh, I, like, who? Just get in a movie. And I'll pay the $20 to watch you on screen. That's all I care about. Like, I don't need to see what you're wearing. What I don't, I don't care. Like, I yeah. really don't care. I mean, I do, I do like to see the clothes, but there's no way I could sit through watching the interviews on the red carpet. So at least now with the with the internet, you can just the next day yeah. at work flip through them. Or like now, at least the Met Gala gets really good coverage, and so that's where that know, was another one recently. The crazy extravaganza was, happened. I mean, all you gotta do is go on Huffington Post, and it's got all the garbage you need. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> that, isn't that their slogan? Huffington it, it really, Post, I, all the garbage. You it really need. is. It's like you know, like it'll have like great um, articles. I mean, they have. Great section, like Latino voices, queer voices, black voices. Then you have, like, garbage voices where it's, like, pictures of, like, people, you know, dressing up for some red carpet thing or, like... And then I'll, like, have these weird things. This is where, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> out of rant. You know, like, these, this weird, like, uh, someone who's clearly, like, sheltered or whatever. And it's like, oh, my partner doesn't follow me on Facebook. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. But I still go there because they do have good articles every now and then. But it's sometimes some of the things, like, just to weed through some of the garbage. Right. Drives me insane. Garbage or, voices. 
garbage voices. I shouldn't. <laughs> that is, I don't know. But have you ever, have you ever been watching or maybe watched too much about something? I'm going to say wrestling, maybe for you. <laughs> okay. Where then all of a sudden, not in like a conspiracy theory way, but in just a, oh man, I've spent too much time with these people. Like you see something about them in that maybe they didn't realize was being captured in what, you like know, an embarrassing moment for them? Embarrassment or like something about a relationship that they have where you're just like, oh, no, that's very public what you're doing there. Do you- oh, I don't. You know, it's funny because wrestling is, a, is is something where you never know if it's what's real. So there was mm. an instance uh, years And ago, you don't have a hard time navigating. feeling attachment when you don't know if any of it's real? No, I mean, I, I, I just pick and choose. I'm like, all right, maybe that's real, maybe that's right. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like anything at work when, like, your boss is talking and they hate you. And you're like, well, maybe that's real, maybe that's not. I don't know. Right. Or just like any <laughs> human relationship. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, you know, it's like there was a thing where um, – so one guy was dating uh, another female wrestler. So one wrestler was dating a female wrestler. And then they, another wrestler, basically, they had an affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in real life, and then what the owner of the company did was take that storyline. The second wrestler and the female wrestler, or the second wrestler and the first male wrestler. No, the second wrestler and the female wrestler. Okay, so they were both with the female wrestler. Yeah. Okay. And then the owner of the, the promotion, Vince McMahon, what he decided to do was to take that very personal and, and troubling <laughs> experience of all these individuals' lives and put it on fucking TV. Wow. And they had to be professional about it. That's terrible. <laughs> that is very fucking terrible. When I think about things that are horribly embarrassing, I always think about the scene from Garden State. Remember that movie from... Yeah, that's a good movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. And Zach Braff starred in it and directed it. Yeah. And there's this moment where they're in this quarry and there's been a rainstorm and they're, oh, yeah. they're wearing garbage bags. And he comes out and he just does this thing with his face where he sort of leans back and like tries to be free and yeah. shakes his head. And I think I listened to the director's cut of it, and he said... Why would you do that? I, you know I go in for way too much information about things when I like them. And, and he said it was so horribly embarrassing, but uh, as the director, he made himself do it. Right. And I was like, of course it was embarrassing. That was horrific. Well, it's also... what. Simon and Garfunkel were playing in the back of that. Isn't that the scene where um, the only living boy in New York is yeah, playing? And yeah, it's like yeah. that scene where he, that's the part of the song where it's like, here I am. Mm-hmm. And it's very like cathartic. The, couldn't be more on the yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I could, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I like that movie. I do too, so much. It's just the. Did he write it too? That I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> he it sounds, it sounds about it? right. Yeah, he probably did. I mean,. Natalie Portman's not going to get any awards for her acting in that movie, but... That's right, Natalie Portman's in there. Yeah. She's she wears it. a helmet. She wears a helmet. Does she? Yeah, she has epilepsy and she wears a helmet. <laughs> so you, just, you just nod. I'm just going to nod. <laughs> Microphone can't see me nod. <laughs> Nobody can see me nod. Have you... Have you seen this Tignataro web show from that Amazon... <laughs> Task going. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of Tignataro. That's all right, but you know who she is. Okay, but you know you do know who she is, or 
I do know who she is. She's the she had a double mastectomy, right? Yes. Did I? Yeah. Uh, she's doing and she does uh, she does a show. I don't know of all her shows, but she does a topless. What? She does one of her shows topless. Oh, okay. One of her like one of her stand up shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if this is a reoccurring thing, but she just take her. Like it's like empowering to her to go topless. I've actually never heard her. I, um, I it just the thought of someone doing that kind of. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Doing, just doing stand up shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of, I understand what's going on there, and it's not. I just don't want male or female <laughs> a comic having their shirt off. It just, you know, I don't yeah. even want that redneck guy with a tank top on. <laughs> like Jeff Foxworthy? No, the other one, that the get her done guy. Oh, I don't know him. That's a good thing. <laughs> so no, uh, I, I I know who she is. Um, I think she was a writer on several things. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. yeah she, no, no, I, I I'm pretty sure that I've seen something that she's written. She was. I think I think where she got a big boost was because Louis C.K. came and saw her set where yeah. she said right after she got her diagnosis, and yeah. she also she had just had C. diff. Oh, I don't know. What is it? It's a bacterial infection oh, okay. that just completely wrecked her body. Oh, wow. And then her mother, who wasn't very old at all, had just stood up in a ch- like stood up in her chair one night to go up to bed, fell, tripped over the chair or something, and got a brain hemorrhage and died. Jesus fuck. So she had these three things that all right. happened within a super short amount of time. Wow. And so I think, you know, I think her coming and doing that set, where yeah. everybody, they were just blown away by, oh, you're talking about right. these huge things. And then she had a show on Amazon that had two seasons, like okay. an Amazon original show called One Mississippi. Okay. Um, that was loosely biographical of hers. And I really like that. I don't love her stand up because, so she's, I don't know, have you ever seen her? You haven't seen her do stand up or I, interviewed her or I anything? Seen, so I saw, I saw, when I turned it, I saw the thing and I said, Oh, she's topless. I'm like, oh, I, I see what she's doing. I've never seen her topless. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm not sure how I... And it goes back to what I said last week about if, you don't, if you're if you uncomfortable with something, do not engage. So I was just like... Uh, you're right. You're, I don't have you're, I you don't, don't have, have to do that. I respect like what you, you know, what you're doing and you're, you know, what, you know, if that works for you. But I'm, I'm you know, maybe that's just something that says a lot to me I mean, about me but i just didn't want but i really don't want to see anyone topless yeah but you know oh okay so i had never heard this before i've never heard anyone say anything about her being topless so it looks like she did half a stand-up set because someone was heckling her oh see yeah that's yeah well it's it's interesting too because she's um she's She's a, I would say, relatively butch. I don't know if that's a word she would go with, but she's, you know, a relatively butch yeah. lesbian. And the it is so interesting that, like, the idea that if you have a mastectomy that all of a sudden it's legally yeah. okay to have your shirt off. And, yeah, it's so interesting to be around different people's bodies. And It is. And, I, and I, maybe I'm also the shock value of it. I think, yeah. she, and, and I don't like when people go for shock value of things, but if someone was heckling her and she was like, fuck you, yeah. by all means do it. Because she's usually, you know what I mean? I don't think she's closed off, but she's, she has yeah. a very specific right. sort of shut down style. Yeah. Like I said, I've never seen her stand up, but I mean like who the, you know, who the fuck am I to tell anybody what to do? Well, so now she has this, I guess Amazon 
or I think it's Funny or Die. Um, but it's it's still. Oh, uh, they, did Amazon buy that? I think so. Yeah. Or have I know they have like rights to it. Well, and they're collaborating because they kind of awkwardly have Alexa as part of the show. Mm-hmm. It's it's called Under a Rock. Okay. And so the whole premise is she starts off with because I'm a person who hasn't watched that much TV or been. I'm not familiar with that many pop culture things. There are a lot of people I don't know that I probably should know. Right. And so then they have people come on and be a guest and uh, she, she just has no idea That's who they cool. are. And so they kind of have to like, you know, be good natured about not being seen as celebrities right. by someone and then give her clues for her to figure out who they are. And so far there's been, there's been James Vanderbeek. Oh, okay. There's been Julie Bowen. Okay. The girl from Sabrina from way back. Oh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. And then... Oh, this is a fun game. <laughs> right? <laughs> 90s trivia. Um, the, <laughs> the guy from... The guy from... Black Eyed Peas. Which one? Uh, Will, Willie I Am? Or... And the other one. Because Will I Am uh, is, is British, right? Not sure, but I know you're, you're talking about... Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's got uh, Wyclef. Yeah, Wyclef. And then the last one is um, Wolfgang Puck. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the game now. Yeah. Um, no, but it's, it's a couple of them. Honestly, James Vanderbeek was the best one for me, which was the very first one. Yeah. He was very charming. But then, so she always, she's very sort of flat with mm-hmm. her affect. And so when people, like when she goes on talk shows, the host has to be kind of like up. Right. Bring and her. Giggly with her. Right. But so then she's had a couple of people like Wyclef and then also Wolfgang Puck. I was like, this is on. Un- I could not watch it after about 90 seconds, like from the moment the guest came out, because they don't, they're not playing. Right. They're used to being the person that the other person panders to, gotcha. not the not other the way other, around. Yeah. It is, it's unbearable. Right. I wish I was getting paid for every time I said unbearable during this episode. It's, it's actually become quite unbearable. <laughs> Probably um, for the listeners. No, I, I like Jane Vanderbeek. I didn't like him in Dawson's Creek, but... I've I never just, seen an episode of that. Oh, it's great. It's great. The show's great. <laughs> um, it's fan-fucking-tastic. It's so ridiculous. Are they, are they high school kids? Yeah, they're high school kids with, like, uh, like, you know... It's like the beginning of, like, taking... High school kids. I mean, you know, it, it all stems from like those old 90210 shit, but like, um, just high school kids with like a vocabulary like that is like way beyond a high school kid should have. <laughs> but also then, you know, infusing like different things. I don't know. It was, it was fun to watch the first couple of seasons. Um, but I find them funny because like in that, that TV show, The Bee in Apartment, whatever. Oh, he was on that? He plays himself and like he plays a total like, you know, like a dick. <laughs> you know, oh, like, really? Yeah, like, totally, like, just makes, you know, makes fun of himself the whole time. It's, like, really funny. I don't know. I find it funny when people just sit and make fun of themselves. Uh, yeah. I could see that. Well, he was on Pose, too. But oh, I yeah, didn't I didn't was, know that was him. He was on Pose. I forgot about that. He was the one that kept saying, Puerto Rican. I need to buy this. Do you think this would match a Puerto Rican skin? <laughs> that, Wait, was that him or was that... Oh, that wasn't that him. Was he Evan was his Peters. boss. He was his yeah. boss. You're right. You're right. I'm yeah. Right. Yeah, he was a total fuckhead in that. He kind of, it, like, fills the space that James Spader did in movies oh, in yeah. the 80s or the 90, early 90s. Now that guy's 
cringe-tastic. <laughs> that guy. Why? I don't like him. I don't like him at anything. What is it? I don't, it's Well, his head got so much larger than it used to be, and it freaks me out. What about uh, song lyrics? Are there song lyrics that you feel cringy-cringe and stain about? You know, not so much. I mean, cringy-cringy, but... I remember being in high school and like R and B was like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Like you remember you had your um yeah, well you had your voice to men, you had your Keep Sweat, you had your Jodeci, you had your Silk and you had all these songs with these guys who just like like just really maybe just giving away too much of their emotion. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I was totally into all of it. And then, like, oh, like it took me a while to be like, that, that's, that's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, looking back now, like, you know, that I, you know, that stage of my life where maybe, you know, I just feel like when I look at those songs, I'm like, they're not very yeah. masculine, which is, I'm not trying oh. to, I'm not trying to like, but for me, this, I, it, in looking back on it, I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe I don't think a lot of women, would actually find that appealing? Some, you know, like, with this regard, you know, some women, you know, like the idea of a masculine man. Yeah. Or, no, I'm not even going to go with masculine. I'm just going to say some women don't like a needy fucking man. And those songs make men sound needy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, okay, so one, one I very specifically just remember getting, like, a full body shiver in a bad way from the, mm-hmm. one of the first times I heard it was that Boys to Men song, I'll Make Love to You Like You Want Me To. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> well, the thing, I mean, the song is great. The music yeah. and the singing, but the, like, don't, oh, so, yeah. Theor- yeah, well, I'll hold you tight, right? I'll hold you it's tight. One of the, so it's one of those things. Night. Maybe she doesn't want that. Maybe she doesn't. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, he does say, like, you want me to. So assume I'm assuming they've talked about it. So it's I'm well, I never yeah. I never considered it a consent issue. But it's one of those things where <laughs> in the actual doing of that, fantastic right mm-hmm. but the saying it out loud terrible so it's i mean it's like it's like a lot of rom-com behavior yeah. which i think i sarah gamble who's the showrunner for the magicians and mm-hmm. used to be on supernatural and has a lot of other stuff going on now i saw some roundtable where she was talking about this but like the things men do in rom-coms if they did in real life would be terrifying yeah but in so like it's also with this kind of stuff, like, just, you don't, don't say that. Right. You could do that, but please don't say that. Like, I remember, I think it was Anna and I went to see, which is hilarious of, of anybody. Like, we saw the first, um, oh no, I almost said Orange is the New Black because it's about a, 50 Shades of 50 Grey. 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny. The whole audience was just, it was all women and we were just right. full on roaring with laughter because, it, it's just you can't say that stuff out loud. No, I mean it's it's. There are people who like certain things, yeah, um, sexually or whatever, and there and there are people who don't, and some people, you know, I mean, there's always the argument that I hear from people is like, well, that guy gets away with it because he's good looking, right? Uh, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know, but like, oh, that that reminds me, <laughs> you know, but like. Here's a lyric for you okay. about about on that topic. <laughs> I so the the singer is Steve Warner. I don't know, who which that is. I don't 
I don't know who he is either. I just remember this song that I think, um, remember, remember when we were kids, there would be those, those commercials on TV for like anthology or compilation records yeah, 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 yeah. from mm-hmm. different eras yep, and yep, yep. different genres. Yep. And so there would sometimes the lyrics from those, I'd only hear one lyric, mm-hmm. but they would just stick with me. Okay. And so there was this song called lonely women make good lovers. Oh, and so it's all about, okay, listen to this. So lonely women make good lovers. They all have mercy for good looking, smooth talking men. Lonely women make good lovers. If you got a, if you got a lonely woman, you better treat her just as good as you can. Mm. Like, unbearable. Lonely women make good lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to a good looking man. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm- <laughs> That, <laughs> there, I also remember from those, there was a Conway Twitty song, and this was from a full Conway Twitty anthology, <laughs> no. where, and do you remember what he looked like? No. Or looks like? I'm not sure if he's still with us or not, but I don't know he, what he, he had like. like a big gray sort of like I'm gonna look him up right now. Uh, white guy afro, and like country, country white guy afro. Country? Like Bob Ross? Yeah, but gray. Okay. And he had this so... At the time this compilation was coming out, he was minimum in his mid-50s, maybe later. And he has this one song um, Oh, I, I know this guy. that goes, And as I taste your tender kisses, I can tell you've never been this far before. Oh, that's yeah. all about You told me about how this freaked you out <laughs> once. Like, it clearly still freaks you out. <laughs> it's not... It's it's in in actually yeah the title is called you've never been this far before oh that that that, <laughs> that makes it sound weird I yeah I mean that's probably something you want to like keep you want that conversation does not need to be uh, pressed on an LP <laughs> <laughs> and definitely yeah. not, ad- not addressed to the person you're thinking this stuff about yeah, just just to them yeah or not at all maybe. Or to your therapist, or I don't think that guy's seen a therapist. No, I don't either. I don't think that guy. I don't know if he's still, like I said. I didn't see if he was still alive. Um, no, there. I mean, Boyz II Men has a song and that 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 tape because I had tape to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cassette. <laughs> like it was like, please don't go away from me. It was like so like pathetic. Yeah, I loved that song. It was so pathetic, and I was just like loving that that genre of music when I did, and then getting sick of it. Push me to Dylan, who was on the total other spectrum, was like <laughs> singing about the wind. <laughs> no, but also like when he would get mad at a woman, he would you you could he was just so angry and petty that he would just kind of like badmouth her, you know, through these beautiful oh, lyrics. Yeah, but you could also tell that he still like wanted her so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, that's the way you do. You, you you just like be tricky about it. You know what I mean? Don't be so needy. Just be mean and tricky. <laughs> That's what a real man does. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like the things I'm saying, like, I'm definitely not saying don't talk about sex. That's a salt and pepper song. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Maybe that is what, like, it just seems like all, okay, all of these songs we've talked about, like, the playing field does not seem even. No. Between, no. between the, the two people. I gotta tell you, I don't know if, if the playing field is ever even. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean. If, there's no, there's no way to really assess it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, women's songs that are, a lot of, like, country where the women take on a very, you know, it's really weird because usually, 
the the thoughts of like you know women being equal to men is that women have to take a lot of the characteristics of men, right? Mm. But then, like, you'll have in country music, they'll have lyrics of, like, it won't be whiskey, it'll be wine. You know, like, there's still, like, a softness to it Uh-oh. that still implies that she's still a woman, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, there's a song recently that's called Weed, Wine, and Roses. Okay. Uh, and just basically, don't, you know, don't give me anything, just give me weed and wine instead of something like that, instead of roses. It's just... It's always, it's never like a hard drinking woman, you know? Right. <laughs> like, oh. Right. Because men don't want that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, even when, like, the lyrics are trying to be very masculine or in that area of, you know, I'm just as good as, like, I have the same troubles as men. Yeah. There's still a touch of femininity to it just so that right men aren't turned off by it. Because they still want to fuck the lady singing, but they don't, you know, because it, it just it takes might take one thing to turn the, the people off. Well, that like that could be one part of it, but then also that could actually be the feeling of the artist who wrote the lyric. Could be, but then you know someone has to change it, or maybe. And then we're just perceiving it as feminine. Listen, the only thing I learned today is that lonely women—they make good lovers, (laughs) lovers. not great ones, not just good because they don't know anything, but pretty good ones because they're lonely all the time. Had they not been lonely, they would have learned more. Yeah. Makes sense. I feel bad that I didn't tell a, a embarrassment from childhood story. And I just well, you listen, one. I mean, we ha- it's, we're only 45 minutes into this. You might as well <laughs> we, just go for we it. We got the time. <laughs> we got the beer. Oh, no. <laughs> you got the money, honey. Uh, one time when I was 10 or maybe 11, but I think 10, my mom bought me this coat at a thrift store that was definitely sort of a old lady goes to church mm. wool coat, like a beige tan kind of wool coat. And uh, it needed to be dry cleaned. And <laughs> when my mom took it in, I stayed in the car with my dad and she, my mom came out and she said, woman running the dry cleaner said, this is an adult coat. I'm not giving you the child's rate for it. And my mom said, but it's for my daughter. And the woman didn't care. So my mom came out and said, you put this coat on and you go in there and show her. So I did. (laughs) I just remember looking at the woman and just being like, here I am. Here I am. And she just Just looked looked at me and was like, okay, okay. Because I think she she knew I had a... (laughs) I had a hill to climb. She, she said, you got to go home with that. Yeah. So I just like took the coat off and laid it down. Didn't say a word and left. Went back out to the car. Yeah. That's your story. That's my story. That's a good one. Yeah. At least you didn't shit on it. I didn't shit on it. Cause then it would have been, that would have definitely adult cleaning costs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we got this week. Uh, I hope you're at home thinking of your own embarrassing things and loving it. Yeah, just own it every day. Or on a walk or on your way to work or in the bathroom at work listening to this podcast because you're miserable. (laughs) We just loosen that news. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you had a great 4th of July. So, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can try our social media, brokencorners.com. Uh, you can come see us on Patreon. We are everywhere. We are. 
Uh, and thank you to our current Patreon members, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.